Hello, all you beautiful people. This is Optimistically Depressed, and I am your host, Ruth McMullen. How's it going? You know, I'm sitting in my studio, looking out the window. It's a cloudy, rainy day, and I'm loving it so much. We have Christmas decorations up in the house, lots of Christmas lights and twinkle lights, and it makes me feel warm and cozy. I've been going through a bit of a rough patch over the last few weeks. It's been challenging to say the least, incredibly painful, and I really like it. Not in like a masochist kind of way, but more like I know that it's a result of good things happening. So even when I'm like in the middle of this like really awful, like, oh, I I feel really terrible and this is really painful, I'm also thinking, like there's like this small thought in the back of my head that's like, this is so cool. Like I'm I'm actually having some like real important challenges right now. So I've cause and I've been thinking a lot about um and and reading about the importance of work and just like uh, delayed gratification, just putting in like the really difficult work that is not gonna feel good at the time or not even immediately after. It's just gonna be really tiring, and then all of a sudden, a little later, you see something really good come out of those sacrifices that you made and it feels really really good so I've been lucky enough that I've only so far had to wait maybe three painful days with stuff for the kids or a couple weeks with stuff some other stuff and then all of a sudden I see I have an unexpected fruitful experience and it's been really good um but it's kind of making me think okay maybe I can start to put in some things that I know I'm not really going to see a result until maybe a few months from now or maybe a couple years from now. I mean, baby steps, people. But uh, so maybe I'll start with a couple months or something. But it's um, it's been really nice to kind of see some results quicker than I expected. And the overall like that satisfaction that I have because I'm just like, I know that I am doing the right thing, the healthy thing for me right now. That feels good. Of course, I'm not perfect. So there have been some missteps, but I think I'm enjoying those too, just because it's like, ah, yes, right. I'm not perfect. So that's okay. I'm just going to keep going and try to learn from this experience and then, um, and like learn from it effectively enough that I don't have to repeat it because I do tend to to repeat a lot of mistakes (laughs) apparently I don't learn my lesson quite as quickly as I wish that I did um so uh I got to do another podcast with Mark uh you might know him from brand new view podcast but more recently you might know him from brand new view media And in this podcast, he and I 
well, we have a lot of really interesting conversations. I actually really like talking with Mark. He's actually, uh, uh, I think that there's just something about him that's kind of like, oh, I get you and I feel comfortable with you and we're, we've become good friends, I would say. So that's nice. <laughs> that's nice. And um, also in this, uh, in this episode, he and I talk about the, um, us potentially kind of working together, me joining the brand new View Media team, the family, as he refers to it a lot. And I'm very pleased to say that um, we've decided that we will partner up. Uh, so Optimistically Depressed is now part of Brand New View Media. And uh, I'm really quite tickled by it. I think that a lot of really good things are going to happen from it. I get a lot of very good feelings from Mark. Um, because I, he is just, he is definitely one of those extraordinary people. So, yes, Mark, I gave you a compliment. What can I say? Turns out I actually think you're pretty cool. Uh, so enjoy this conversation that he and I have. He definitely challenges me to be, um, to constantly improve, uh, to be more authentic, which is really scary, especially when you're doing something as personal as this work is with Optimistically Depressed, because each layer that I peel back is my own layer, and then I share it with all of you, which... I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do so, but it is really painful. And it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm displaying my soul to all of you, which if I mean, I, I mean, that's quite a vulnerability that, uh, can, it's scary sometimes. Um, but I also really believe in what I'm doing. So here I am. Uh, if it's something that you've really benefited from and you want to help me out, a huge way that you can do that is by, if you haven't already, subscribing to the podcast, telling your f like a friend about it that you think might benefit from it, um, and then, of course, rating and reviewing the podcast. All of those things really help me out. Uh, anyway, so that's that. Here is the conversation with Mark. it whatever it doesn't I kind of leave it open so Picard can Picard. go back and forth without yeah, disturbing us although he's he snuggled on my lap right now it's a stormy day right now so everyone's getting cozy everyone's getting cozy mm -hmm. we're in this dark little cave with the with the blinds yeah that shut. stormtroopers staring me down yeah Ooh, we have a free day in Orlando which I guess I should back up and say well I'm gonna be in Orlando yeah why are you gonna be in Orlando uh a podcast that my company, BNV Media, is producing, is no. recording in Orlando next Thursday morning on the Orlando Magic basketball court. What? Right? So much <laughs> has happened since I was last on Optimistically Depressed. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. What was I can't, when, when was that? That was a few, a month, that was a, that was in <laughs> September? No, August? It must have been in August. 
I think it was in August. What is it now? October? October. Middle of October. Yeah. Yeah, it's middle of October. It's middle of October. Well, I don't know how much I went into BNV Media on the last episode, but you didn't. I didn't at all. I don't think you did. Well, basically, you know, start a brand new view yeah. back in December. Yeah. Jeez, that's coming up on a year. And that went on hiatus in early August, I believe, probably around the time that I was on optimistically depressed the first time. Yes. So I could focus on the business side of things. So the whole idea was start brand new view, meet all these incredible people, build all these connections, and hopefully find a way into the podcasting world and monetize it in some way, shape, or form. Initially, it was maybe brand new view can go the route of Sick Boy and get really popular and do live shows and, and tours and merchandise and yada yada, do all that stuff. And then I was like, maybe I'll take a different approach and step back from hosting and start producing podcasts because I saw a trend that was happening and showed up to my cousin Bill Kalorn, who also uh, told me that what was kind of happening out west because everything happens out there and then it finally happens on the east coast. Yeah. But businesses in every sector, every industry or are trending or starting to look towards podcasting as a form of marketing. So okay. these businesses were popping up, podcast production businesses that were exclusively creating podcasts for brands, influencers, and companies just to help these companies grow their brand with customers or with clients. And I was like, okay, maybe that could be a route that we could take. And then there's the other side of podcasting production companies where it's like original networks like Gimlet or you know, CBC also has like their podcast where they have like a network that they exclusively produce for entertainment purposes, not necessarily for marketing purposes. So I was like, well, there's not really, and I could be wrong, you might fact check me on this. There isn't really any companies that are doing both of those, producing podcasts for brands as a means of marketing mm -hmm. and brand growth but also producing their own podcast for an original network. So I was like, why don't I do both? So Brand New View, like I said, is on hiatus. It's going to come back soon with Sid Kasatsky. He's going to be hosting solo. He's yeah. the host of Brand New View towards the end. And then we have the False Nine soccer podcast. I do that with my, uh, my cousin and, and his friend Neil. It's a good time. Lots of fun, very knowledgeable, funny stuff. Go check it out. <laughs> and then we have <laughs> What You Make It, the What You Make It podcast, hosted by Ryan Williams. You know Ryan Williams, I think. Yes. Yeah. Instagram handle at I am Ryan Williams. Yeah, he's, been, he's a photographer. Big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Super big deal. So we're producing his podcast. Wow. And we're producing a podcast called Safety Off, which is... Uh, two guys, Anchor and Pat. Anchor was on Brand New View way back in the day, and he, okay. he expressed that he wanted to have his own podcast. So that was months in the works, and then it finally came to be. Actually, we released last week, and that podcast is about, uh, well, safety off. You might be able to kind of figure out from the name, but it's you know uncensored discussions on politics, culture, and sports. Since we don't need to worry about, you know, the big conglomerates shutting us down, we can say whatever we want. So it's kind of great. It's kind of a debate format. And Pat and Anchor kind of offer differing views on, on 
specific subjects and kind of come to a conclusion or, or resolution. Not always, of course, because that's how life works. That's how life works. And we have uh, another one coming out soon in about a month's time called Lather, Rinse, Repeats, a dating podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that sounds interesting. So all of those are part of the original network that we're just creating to hopefully gain traction. Hopefully some of them hit and we sell on advertising dollars, all that. I'm not charging these people for their podcasts. Although in the case of some of them, it's like a, like Ryan's giving me his photography and Jess who hosts Lather, Rinse, Repeat, she's helping out with accounting. So kind of like the quid pro quo kind of thing. Yeah. But on the other side of that, the business side, um, back to why I'm going to be in Orlando next week. Yes. I was hired by a company called Title League. They're an East Coast like sports entertainment agency, kind of everything in one. Okay. They were responsible for putting on like Jurassic Park 2.0 during the Raptors games in the finals. Okay. Under, underneath the Nova Center in downtown Halifax. Okay. So and pretty big deal. Pretty big deal, you know, not a big deal. Not a big deal, but pretty big deal. And so they wanted to kind of create like I don't know if you've ever heard of the the ringer no it's a whole podcast slash editorial slash multimedia entertainment company that's centered around sports like all things sports so that's what they kind of want to do and they're starting with a podcast called courtside moms okay and courtside moms basically it's hosted by a woman named Wendy Sparks Mm -hmm. she's from Montreal her son plays for the Orlando Magic Okay. His name's Ken Birch, also plays for Canada's national team. Shout out. <laughs> and they needed someone to produce it because they don't have any equipment in the studio or the, I mean, I say the knowledge to produce a podcast. It's not that difficult, guys. But no, just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's super tough. It's so it tough. so and time consuming. A, it is time consuming. It's definitely time consuming. No question about that. And um so Anchor, who is hosting Safety Off, was like, hey, Title League, the Title League guys, they want to start this podcast, but they need a producer. Like, uh, are you interested in doing that? I'll put you guys in touch and you meet up. And so we met up. I was like, that's perfect. Let's do it. Wrote, gave him a proposal. They agreed. We've produced two episodes already. They're already out. Check it out. Wendy interviewed uh, Anthony Bennett's mom, Edith, in the first episode. Anthony was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. Number one overall, like six years ago. And the second episode, Lisa Washington, she has a daughter who played pro basketball over in Europe and, and a son who's playing in uh, the NCAA right now. And she's the first female Canadian WNBA slash NBA player agent. She's from Toronto. Wow. Somewhere in around Toronto. That's so it's awesome. it's been really cool. Like they've come in, they've flown into Halifax, and we've hosted them in our studio. Wendy's the nicest woman you'll ever meet. It's so entertaining. And next week we're going down to Orlando for the home opener. The the Magic are playing the Cavaliers. Funny enough, and we're going to the game. And then the next morning we're recording on the logo on the court. Oh my gosh! With Wendy and two other moms who have sons on the Orlando Magic. And the reason I thought of all this to begin with is because I saw the stormtrooper up there and we have Thursday afternoon slash night free. So we might go to Disney World and go to the new Star Wars world, whatever it is. What's it called? I don't know, but that sounds amazing. Right? <laughs> oh my 
gosh. So things are starting to come together. We have another a startup that's also interested in us producing their podcast. My uh, my friend who's doing the videography for that, he's meeting with the CEO next week to kind of figure out what direction we're going to take it. So we're we're kind of hopefully sort of getting somewhere, gaining traction on both sides. We're starting to produce our own podcast and have that BNV Media Network, our original network, like I said, and then that may not generate as much revenue to begin with or may not generate any revenue at all. You never know. Mm -hmm. But then we have the other side where companies are paying us to produce their podcast. So whether or not it generates revenue, they're paying us to do that. Right, right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Want to join? (laughs) Yeah. Join the team, Ruth. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I will. The BNV media team. I feel like you're not serious right now. I'm serious if you're serious. I don't want to like, I feel like you're, you've already established yourself. So I don't want to be like, I'm taking over. Come on, be a part of the team. We're going to have a discussion about this. Okay, we're going to talk about this we're gonna off talk about the this. pod, as they say, folks. Yeah, sorry, everybody. You're not going to be able to listen in on, in on this. Uh, no, you can't listen to the conference. juicy stuff. That's going to cost you. <laughs> we'll record it. but That'll we'll... be on Luminary. <laughs> That's exactly. a podcaster's that, joke. It, that, I do. I know that podcast. <laughs> that, that podcast I know that podcast uh, okay okay this is gonna be we're gonna have a cup of coffee after this and we're gonna t- talk about this yeah. yeah nothing depressing about any of that stuff guys no all of it's right very optimistic yeah the other side of it it's the other side um Mark Ruth okay so before this podcast Mark and I were having we were having a deep discussion. Serious talks off the record. Are you about to put that shit on the record? I don't know. Am I allowed to swear? I feel like I asked that in the first one. Yeah, you are allowed to swear. Okay. Um, I'm too afraid to swear. But for the record, everybody, I do swear. Because Jesus is in the room. Because Jesus is in the room. I don't want to offend some of the people that might be listening who have this certain image of Well, does of that my, mean now I've me. offended them? No. See, <laughs> let me finish what I was going to say, Mark. Uh I and and this is expressing a fear. This is a fear. This is an insecurity on my part. People who might be listening to the podcast who have a certain image of me in their head uh, might be like, "What Ruth swears," and it might hurt them. And I don't want. I'm afraid of hurting them, and I'm afraid of shattering this idea that they might have of me. And that's to do with my ego. Mm-hmm. I want to be this perfect, whatever person or idea to these people can i ask you a question yeah is it exhausting trying to be what people think you are yes i'm and and it's so exhausting that i'm starting to kind of get a little cuckoo starting to crack i'm starting to start to crack over here folks i am i'm starting to crack i am starting to crack and uh it's it's relieving and terrifying Mm. but that's where i'm at totally starting to crack and i know you feel yeah yeah, yeah but do. it was like grade 10 for me when I was like, oh, okay, maybe I don't believe all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get right into the religious stuff now. <laughs> We're going to just dive right in. Curveball. Yeah, I am too afraid to talk about that on the podcast. Um, I don't know, Mark. I don't know, dude. I'm starting, I'm like going to be 33 next month. Happy early birthday. Thank you. I get so depressed on my birthday. No. I do. How come? I've been thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I ultimately believe that it's because I I 
think I don't have value. And so my birthday is a reminder of my insignificance. Why? So, is no one celebrating it? Well, here, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. So when I was a kid, on my sixth birthday, my parents divorced. <laughs> Dicks. Right? So mean of them to do that. Uh, just kidding. I'm so sorry, Mom. I love you. She doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing, but I'm nervous. <laughs> my dad doesn't listen to this either. Um, but, uh, it, but yeah, they divorced then, and, you know, it was, like, so sad around the house, right? But, I mean, it wasn't great before that anyway, so it was a sad relief kind of thing. And my... Like, we were all just trying to, like, kind of, like, recover because, like, a lot of stuff had happened right around that time. Like, a lot of family stuff, not just my mom and dad deciding that it was going to, they were finally going to part ways. And and for the record, them parting ways was the healthiest thing for our family. My dad, like, and, and I've said this before, this isn't a secret, like, my dad was diagnosed with uh, schizophrenia and bipolar. And so he was violent and um, not towards me. Um, but very manipulative as well, uh, unpredictable. It was very, uh, like he couldn't keep, he couldn't keep a job, you know, and it was just, uh, you know, when you're a kid, it's difficult to be in a household that's not, uh, calm and that's not safe mm. and it wasn't calm or safe. And my mom, my mom, I don't know how she did it. Like she, um, wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, that's what she wanted to do, but she couldn't because dad, you know, he he wouldn't be able to go to work every day just because he just couldn't get out of bed some days or just couldn't do it. And so she had to go back, and she didn't have her high school education. So she had to go back and just basically find whatever job she could to help support us. And um, when they divorced, it was like all of a sudden, even though my mom was basically, like, I think she was basically shouldering everything anyway it was all of a sudden it was just like and now that's it she was it Mm. and she was trying to recover from this horribly abusive relationship while taking care of two I was six my brother was eight my sister was 16 and like trying to like take care of these children when she was broken and had nothing left so then there was just like that feeling of 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 abandonment and hopelessness but also like kind of having that fresh that breath of fresh air but also being like what what just happened you know and I'm six I don't really understand exactly what happened like I don't I I don't really understand why it happened I knew that my dad was sick and but like also you're kind of like yeah but isn't that normal like you don't understand that like you're not supposed to be living in a violent household kids don't all you know because that's all you know Um, but I do have to credit my grandma for a lot of me understanding that that was not how I was supposed to be because like how life was supposed to be. Cause she would sit me down. I would come over to her house. Um, and she'd sit me down at her table at her kitchen table. And she always had her spot that she sat in and she would look at me and she would just ask me how I was. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, sure. So I, you know, I'd start saying how I was and all of a sudden it was like all these frustrations just kind of bubbled up and I would end up crying and being mad and she would just sit there very, very calmly and listen and ask me more of why, like, well, why are you feeling that way? And she didn't know the details of everything that was going on, but she knew a lot and, and 
from my dad. My dad would come over and tell her, like, yeah, did Marlene tell you, like, I hit her or whatever? Did she tell you about all this stuff? And mm, my grandma would be like, no, she didn't. But dad would confess to her because grandma just had that. She had that kind of way about her. People would just sit down and spill everything to her. And that's what she did with me. And she was just that safe place where I could put all that out there. And then she'd say, you know, that's not normal. Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to be living in that kind of situation. And that was what helped me have an understanding of what I needed to strive for once I eventually made it out of all of that because you know my mom and dad divorced and then my mom remarried and the I didn't get uh see this is another area that like is is, it's scary to say because you don't want to I don't want to um cast a bad light on my mom because she's I because I don't know her whole story still I know she's a really hurt person and I know that she made decisions and those decisions made sense to her and um but she did marry a man that was not uh very kind and not kind to me so I again had to survive living in that that situation for my high school years and then when I finally got out I was in an abusive relationship um because it's just easy to it's easy to fall into that and it happens so subtly that you just don't really catch it right away. I think it, I mean, like you said, like your, your grandmother said, this isn't normal, but for a lot of people, there's comfort in familiarity. Yeah. And comfort. It's like, well, this is all I know. And that's why people stay in those relationships to begin with. Like I'd rather not explore the unknown and deal with what I'm dealing with. It's like, I'd rather like the evil, you know, it's rather than the, the evil you don't know. That's like a butchered version of whatever that saying is, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, human psychology. It's, it's very fascinating. It's fascinating that, and that like, that's exactly right. And so then I found myself in this, but, uh, in this abusive relationship, but I got out of, um, that one, that my living, my living situation. And I, I was, I went to college and I was roommates with my best friend and she was so supportive and her family really helped show me what it was, what it was to be loved. And I, and I don't mean that like my mom never showed me what it was or like my family never showed me what it was to be loved because, because they did, they truly did. And, um, I admire my family like I really deeply admire my family and I think that's why a big reason why it gets really difficult to to talk about ways that I was hurt because it feels like a betrayal to the family and um, because there's so many things there's so much that they sacrificed so much that they gave to me that I don't want to seem ungrateful for it but on the um, other side does it feel like you're betraying yourself Yes, Mark. Yes. What's more important? It's like, it's funny you ask that because the obvious answer, I mean, I say the obvious answer, but maybe it's not so obvious to everyone. 
for me, it's like, I shouldn't betray myself. I have to live with myself for the rest of my life. And I think that's what's starting to happen. That's why I'm even starting to share as much as I am right now. Because I'm realizing that I got it. I have to be true to myself. Because I think a big reason why I believe I don't have value is because I treat myself like I don't. Mm. So when I'm trying to protect all these other people, like kind of protect their reputation, I'm, I'm taking that away from myself. And it's not like they necessarily need to have their reputation protected. They are good people. Like people are gonna like are going to know what they are, who they are. They can they, and they can fend for themselves because a lot of the people that I'm afraid of hurting, they're not going to be hurt because I think that ultimately the truth comes out, and these people are astounding people. Like my, um, I have uncles and aunts. Um, that were huge and raising me and showing me what it was to uh, be heard. And my brother and sister are two of the strongest people I know. And my mom is very strong and very broken. And I can't blame her for that because I have not lived what she's lived. And so there's just no way that I'm ever going to understand what she's been through. And the only thing that I can try try to understand is myself Mm -hmm. got real heavy real early in this episode yeah we got right into it we got right into it and and it's your fault i know i (laughs) people who know me they know it's real tough to get through a conversation that's supposed to be about something specific because i'm just all about the tangents You know what? I love the tangents. All about the tangents, baby. Baby. Oh, no, I don't even remember. Cut that one out. That was a bad one. Yeah, it's staying in. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> but um, I've forgotten what the original question was. Why well, hit my birthday? That's where this all came from. <laughs> so you're turning 33. I'm turning 33. I don't know. Yeah. I'm- you were saying how it's... Uh, you're, you're you feel worthless on your birthday yeah i feel worthless on my birthday but that's is it because of prior i think you're explaining it's because of past birthdays and then you got into how they, your parents divorced on your sixth birthday and i i know where you're coming from because i have i forget who it is exactly but someone i think it was a grandparent died on their birthday one of their birthdays so now it's those emotions come up every year for them yeah so it's it's not out of the ordinary i'll say that much mm-hmm. but yeah it's I know. all a healing process yeah and i'm determined to make peace with it mm. that's good and each year i get a step closer i didn't because for the longest time i didn't even remember that uh my parents divorced on my birth like it wasn't like on my birthday it was just that time of the year like mm-hmm. And um, I didn't remember that. And then all of a sudden one year, just like a few years ago, I was like, oh, yeah, that happened. Maybe that's why I have that one feeling. Well, this year we're going to have a huge party. Everyone's invited. (laughs) We're going to rent out the Metro Center. (laughs) Or sorry, Scotiabank Center. The Scotiabank Center. And it's going to be like a wee day, but a Ruth day. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> as long as I don't have to plan any of it. I'm totally game. Done. All right. Cool. Who owns the Metro Center? Going to need it donated mm-hmm. on, what's the date? November? Wait, let me guess. Okay. For some reason, I'm getting November 20th. Close. Up or down? Down. 17th? Eighteen. Yeah. Oh, so close. That's actually pretty good. There are thirty days in November, and you took only three guesses. Not bad, hey. That's not bad. You excited for Halloween? So excited for Halloween. I love Halloween. Do you? I do, and I didn't always really love it. I only started really loving it when I got kids. Interesting. When I got kids. Yeah. When I went pick to the superstore and store. picked them up, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I, I, I got kids now. Let's, let's have fun. What about you? Do you, you Can we return them? No. <laughs> like, no. You're like, ah! <laughs> Why did I do this? Oops. <laughs> How, I, yeah, I'm like not obsessed with it or anything, but Halloween's a good time. Like, it's ghoulish. I like it. I like scary movies. Yeah? I like candy. I like candy, too. I like partying, which is what Halloween is when you're like... In your twenties, and oh wait, I'm thirty. Shit. <laughs> in your oh, early thirties. Things 30s. are gonna have to change now. No, no, I'm going out this Halloween. I booked it off because I have two serving jobs as well as all this craziness. As I rub the sleep out of my eyes, but seriously, a bunch of friends and I, well, that I work with, booked it off as well. I don't know who's gonna work that night, but we're gonna dress up as the Purge. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love the look on your face when you said that. And then the little chuckle. That was perfect. <laughs> right? Pretty purgy? Pretty purgy. Yeah. I'm not too familiar with that. Well, I dressed up as the purge last year, and I had so much fun. <laughs> and I was the only okay. actually, my friend Sean and I did. Do you know what the purge is? For the listeners out there that don't know what the purge is, it's a movie. There's like six of them now. It's, it's about <laughs> lawlessness for 24 hours. So basically oh. murder for 24 hours. And everyone oh. wears masks and has guns and knives. And I've never even, like, really seen the movies. Okay, yeah, I had no idea what that was. But, I thought that it was uh, a band. No, no, no. It's uh, it's the complete opposite. It's, like, murderous. That's awful. It's terrible. Very Halloween-y. Right? Yeah. Ghoulish. Ghoulish. <laughs> I don't usually dress up for Halloween. Why? I don't. I saw that T-Rex head. Oh. <laughs> Side. I thought that's what you were going to wear. That's, that's, that's what I'm going to wear now. Or it's funny. We do have a lot of kind of costumey things. So now I can last minute grab a costume. So like I'll be a bottle of ketchup or a banana. <laughs> oh, boring. Yes. Be a purge person. Be a purge person. Maybe, I, maybe I'll start getting into it because I'm starting to feel like it. Look, let me show you real quick. Do what? I want do I want to be a purge person? Do they have blood all over their face? Am I gonna to have to really commit? Oh, that is terrifying. I don't want Thank to, you. <laughs> I don't wanna be that. Oh yeah, you might not want to put the uh, the cross on your head. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> purge, it's like the religious stuff. Well see now but see now you Ooh. say that and I'm terrified and I also am so intrigued. That's my friend Sean. He has God written on his forehead. Oh my people gosh. are like, what the hell are these people? Anyways, purge people. Purge people. Good. I wore my New Jersey Devils jersey. It just made sense. That is so terrifying. Like, honestly, if I saw that, I would be afraid that I was going to get murdered. People like, actually. People were scared. Yeah. Believable. That's the point. 
I don't want to have Halloween with you. <laughs> I was going to invite you into our purge gang. Okay. Fine. Maybe I'll do it. Do if it. you're serious. But we're going to get like pretty drunk probably. Oh my gosh. Um, you know what? I'm on a no drinking thing right now. A cleanse. It's over October. Cleanse. I guess so. My... Like, so Sean uh, is, he enjoys doing cleanses and I've never joined him for one before. And then he decided that he would do a 60 day cleanse. I don't think I'm going to go that long because I'm going to be, what, react, react. What are you saying? Oh, 60 days. So you're just going to do the 30 days, are you? (laughs) I'm currently, um, (laughs) I've I've gotten... (laughs) Oh, Mark, you are so you push buttons, dude. But I think yes, I, but I like, think it's good though. It's good. It's in. You can't say anything about it. No, I you can't. can't get mad at me, can you? No, I can't, because it would ruin the podcast. Okay, just so, berate me for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Wag your. Fan. How I, could you do that? How could you do that? You ruined my reputation. <laughs> um, that I've spent thirty-three years building. <laughs> It's a healing process. It's, don't make me cry, Mark. <laughs> I'm going to say something to do with what we were originally talking about, which is the purge. What's the date here? It is the 17th. So I have not had alcohol since I think September. Yeah, since September 16th. I haven't had. You've been, that's a month. Yeah. Yeah, I made it a month. So um, I don't really, now I'm not, I don't really know what I'm going to do. Like, I don't know if I, like. I've kind of gotten over it a little. Like, Do you feel better? I think so. However, my anxiety has gone through the roof. Mm. But That's why I smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know if that's because I've also started therapy Could or be. anxiety. Some stuff is coming up yeah. that you normally wouldn't be thinking about. Yeah. Um, so how's that been going? It's been really good. That's good. Really helpful. I've been going to a couple people and I'm going to give them shout outs right now. I've given them shout outs already, but I'm going to do it again because they're awesome. Duh. Duh. Verity Vale. No way. Yeah. Shout out Verity Vale. Verity, hip, at Hypno Verity, folks. Yes. You know her. Yeah. Well, she was on Brand New View. She, she was did, a brand new view. She did voiceover for me for uh, for a little voiceover work I had. That is amazing. She's yeah. awesome, eh? She has a great voice. She has a... G- that was like, I don't even know what, that was like Scouse, but... <laughs> Who's Scouse? Scouse, it's like an accent in England where they pronounce their R's like W's. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. I could be wrong. I'm just making stuff you, up now. Who you, knows? You just say it with confidence and I'll believe you. Right? White. Now, fake it till you make it. Yeah, which I totally don't agree with. Me neither, just to clarify. But I kind of, there are certain aspects that I don't know if I do agree with it. Interesting. Yeah, but Verity is awesome. Verity is great. And she does. I still need to do that. You still need to do the hypnotherapy? Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. I like felt refreshed and like focused and like I had found some other purpose after and it lasted like that's the thing it was a lasting effect the next day after you had a sleep i felt still felt great wow see that's the big test that's the big test and i learned so much i learned so much about how the brain functions incredible so good i would totally highly recommend her to 
anyone. Dear Info, she's very sweet. She was a former detective in the United Kingdom. Yeah, she was. I'm talking police detective. Uh-huh. Yeah. Saw Solving some. murders and right. shit. Yeah. Yeah. She is. And it's so funny because she's such a, she gives the impression of being a person that is unscathed. <laughs> but really, it's because she's so strong. Right? Yeah. So cool. I wouldn't cross her. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not a chance. No. She, because she, she would probably be able to actually kill you or like really hurt you. Definitely trained to at the very least. Right? With very minimal effort. I'm sure of it. No question. Yeah. So. Who else? The other person. Yeah. Is Joel. Olstein. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me, Mark? Okay. <laughs> just for the record. Joel Muse. Yeah. Also, Not I'm Joel brand new to you. Osteen. Because Joel Osteen is a monster. Yes. Um, Did we talk about that on the was that off the pod? Can't remember. Yeah, we talked about that off the podcast. Yeah. And I guess I'm just putting myself out there and saying that. I don't I don't agree with him. I yeah. think that he's very skewed. And Pledge for Jesus, pledge for my private jet. Right? Like what is that? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but no, Joel Muse. I never know how to pronounce his last name. Muse. Is it not Muse? Ooh. I never say it. I'm so sorry, Joel. M-U-I-S-E for everyone out there. And he's my coach. Okay. Yeah. Tranquility. For Tranquility. App. Tranquility app. And so I do the online, um, like it's, it's online. And so you yeah, do you, these did sessions. you write down all the stuff that makes you anxious? Yes. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No, I, I am. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is making me anxious. <laughs> so I'm going to, excuse me a minute. I need to write it yeah, down. Right. <laughs> Um, Talking to Mark makes me very anxious. anxious. <laughs> As it turns out, I can't be around him <laughs> without sweating a lot. <laughs> no, I'm not too bad, actually. There you go. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a little humid. Yeah. It's like damp. Damp. Warm. Yeah, it's a little warm and damp. Moist. Moist. For all those people that Sorry, love folks. that word. Yeah. yeah. I was going to use that word, and I was just like, my sister hates that word. <laughs> Uh, so I decided not to use it, but okay. He's awesome. Yeah. So I do, I talk with him once a week mm-hmm. and we go over the session. We go over some of the practices for, t- uh, identifying things that make me anxious and then how to basically rationalize those things. And it is so effective, but part of it, and he, and he let me know this and it, and like, I, I already, was aware that it would probably be this way just because of other, like I've, I'm not new to therapy. Mm-hmm. Like, so it always gets a little worse or a lot worse before it gets a lot better. So I was uh, more anxious just because of that. And, um, but it's amazing. And I would highly recommend that to anyone as Check well. Check it out at Tranquility app, maybe. I'm pretty sure it is at tranquility app let me just double check yeah at tranquility app that's what it is there you go okay app app you down with app mm-hmm. yeah you know me <laughs> jeez so that's great that yeah. you're uh, you're doing that and so funny not funny but like oh it's hilarious therapy is so that, funny no not the therapy <laughs> part <laughs> that I, I knew both of, or know both of them they were both on brand new view 
That is really funny. They're so cool. Good people. Yeah. For sure. Well, there it's, hey, it's obviously like making a change in your life because you're really starting to potentially question things that you were not willing to question before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that comes from inner strength. Dude, you're being like all last guru on me. The last, oh, with Rob Wells. Rob Bell. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Rob Wells, who's that? I don't know. Rob Wells is like, I'm here. (laughs) Um, But seriously, proud of you. Oh, Mark. Uh, Okay, see, now you're touching into my daddy issues right there. Ah, shit. Feels so good. (laughs) Feels so good to be proud of me. But you should be okay. I I won't say I'm proud of you. You should be proud of yourself. Mm. I don't know. Look, look at Picard's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Picard, are you my last guru? Could be like a movie, The Last Guru. Yeah. He fights too. (laughs) Yeah, karate. (laughs) Karate. (laughs) Um, Mark, I didn't get to. Because I was going to use you as my I know. We, you have a whole new format, and I fucked it all up. You totally did. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Let's all... get into it. Yeah. We did this last time. The episode's starting right now, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sorry for wasting 40 minutes of your time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, the thing is, I feel like you actually just um, hijacked my podcast. You made it all Ooh. about me. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what we're... No. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that what we're supposed to do? I made a podcast that's all about me. uh, But Mark... Ruth. I don't... See, the thing is, I don't know how to organically get into this. I actually kind of... Like, I have a ton of questions written down. Well, let's start with number one. No. (laughs) No, I don't want (laughs) to. Because now I'm like looking at them, I'm kind of like, oh, you know what? I don't like these anymore. I feel like... Oh, what? Yeah, no, I really don't. For everyone who can't see, Ruth has like... Pages upon pages of questions that she's like, nah, I'm gonna throw them in the trash. <laughs> I'm gonna throw them in the trash now. They're over. They are over. I it's like cursive. I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah, yeah, cursive. Yeah, I write in cursive. Hmm. It's like a lost language. It is. That's why I started writing in cursive actually. To bring it back. Yes. Actually, there's a backstory. Oh, is there? People are like, here we go again, another tangent. It is, it is. It is a tangent. It is a tangent. I don't know if I can actually get into it, though. No, don't. Answer. No, I'll answer. Ask the first question. No. Do it. (laughs) No. Because you know what? Here's the other thing, Mark. What, Ruth? I think that I actually want to take a totally different approach to my podcast, even from this. Because this is kind of like, this is old now. It's old. Old? It's old Did news. you even use that format once? I kind of, I used a couple of the questions from it for some okay. people. Yeah, a little well, bit. Well, go through any of those questions that okay, you want to ask. Okay, you okay? Okay, 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 okay. I don't want to ruin everything. <laughs> Only a few things. No. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> so we're talking about fears. My fears. We're going to talk about your fears now. Okay. Wait, you, so you tell me a fear. Tell me one of your fears, Mark. Oh, I thought I was going to be like, if you were an animal, what type of animal would you be? <laughs> What am I fear? You're hoping for that. Um, um, I have, I think the biggest fear I have is just like the fear of regret. And it's kind of funny because there, there's so many days where I don't get done what I want to get done. 
yeah. great English there. But <laughs> that that's works. I think I've, I've felt regret, and I think there's no worse feeling because time doesn't stop. I mean, we're talking about absolutes off the pod. And time, okay, yeah, you could argue it's not an absolute either, but in our reality, time is one of the only absolutes. Like, it's going to go by no matter what. And so I I always struggle with trying to get as much done as, as I need to get done and, and reaching my goals, and I don't always. So that's why I guess that fear is always there because I, I never feel like I'm accomplishing as much as I should mm-hmm. or that I'm reaching the potential that I, that I should reach. Oh, I hate that stupid reaching potential potential. Sorry. Keep I know, going. but I know. And like, I know growing up, it's like reach for the double. And it's like, shut up. I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Let me be a failure. Yeah. Like, yeah, let me, let me die. No. <laughs> let me die. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely a big fear. Another fear of mine is just the fear of the unknown. I mean, <sighs> yeah, we just, I know we, we talked about religion briefly and I grew up, Roman Catholic and went to church every week and was a Sunday school teacher for a bit and an author voice server. Maybe it was for that $1,000 scholarship to university or maybe it wasn't. (laughs) I'm trying to, I'm just trying to picture you doing all of that. The Sunday school teacher thing uh, is hilarious. I would watch shows in my head at church. I'd like rewatch shows. I was so bored. I was like, I don't even want to listen to this. So I'll rewatch a show in my head or something like that. Amazing. But I think now, I like I said, I grew up b- believing in that wholeheartedly. And then it was like around grade, I think it was around high school where I was like, well, now there's the internet and now there's this whole world. There's so many religions. There's so many beliefs out there. Like the audacity for me to believe that mine is the one true religion. Shout out true religion genes. But... <laughs> True religion, what? Jeans. I don't know why I did that. Is that a, that's a gene? I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know too much about pop culture, too. It's weird. But now I just have kind of that existential fear. Like, why am I here? Like, what's my purpose? And all that stuff. And I know religion is a great vessel to kind of find meaning and, and find purpose. So I went from having that to not having that. And I don't, I, I can't go back, you know, like the the cats out of the bag as they say <laughs> as they say you never get Although, that cat back yeah, in the bag i'm pretty sure you could get a cat in the bag like eventually it's not <laughs> impossible like that's a bad analogy but yeah you know like the the jars the tops the lids off whatever like i can't you can put the lid back on ah, damn it okay no the, more no the more corn analogies. Has popped. the corn has popped there we go <laughs> ruth with the swift analogy thank you so much the corn has popped and I've eaten it too. <laughs> oh, it was tasty, buttered. It tastes, it tastes but, delicious, but led to an existential Psychologists crisis. listening are like, he's just deflecting. He's just deflecting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just, I have that hole, I guess you could say. Like, you know, so many people talk about the soul and how you, you fill that up with that, that meaning, that religious meaning, that spiritual meaning. Yeah. And I guess I'm still kind of, questioning all that because I don't really believe that any of us humans have the absolute answers to mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. I think it's a journey more than anything. Mm. But at the same time, it's so difficult to 
be like, well, why am I getting up every morning and doing what I'm doing if no one really knows what the fuck they're doing? Yeah. So yeah, I have that fear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let me just so, uh, uh, ne- read. Next, next, next question. Um. Okay. So, um, um, Mark. What's up, Ruth? Here's okay. Here's the thing, and it is kind of based off of one of my questions here. So don't worry. Better be. <laughs> it's more. I have written all this more to just look impressive. It's actually me just writing the same three words over and over again. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't. It's <laughs> 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 <That's> terrible. <laughs> that's so funny that you say that because i actually tell myself that a lot don't cry Uh, no don't cry wait until they left the room wait until they're off the phone (laughs) crying's good it is good it's very cathartic don't bottle up your sadness or your anger or while your sadness will turn into anger that's the thing right you need to release Mm -hmm. you do need to release the sadness and the anger and the anger, but, but like, like in, in a healthy in good ways. Way. Yeah. Like, don't like, don't release your anger in someone's face. Yeah. So when you have, okay, here's, and I was talking to you about this before the podcast where I was saying that there are certain mm, beliefs that I like to go back to when I'm feeling really uneasy or scared or sad because it's like, I want to go back to that for the comfort, but because I've just gone, gone so past them that. I want to naturally go back to these things for comfort, but I can't because they don't provide comfort anymore. What, um, which has actually resulted in me actually like coming up with a lot of memory memories from being in my grandmother's field and laying in the long grass and looking up at the sky um, and smelling cookies. Ooh. Cause she would chocolate be, chip? oh yeah. Chocolate yeah. chip oatmeal. My favorite homemade cookie. Okay. Yeah. Um, what memory do you recall to make yourself feel good slash safe slash at peace Ooh, that's a good question is it yeah i'm hating it right now you're hating it it's because i'm not answering it immediately it's making me think it's oh okay well i know i'm hating it because it's making me feel really self-conscious Oh, cause, cause this was like time that I spent brainstorming yeah. and I'm just, but the thing is I'm looking at the questions and I'm thinking, no, these questions need to be bro- uh, broken down a little bit more. That's what okay. Well, whatever you think, but don't, it shouldn't come out of like self-conscious, self-conscious, self-consciousness. It, it should be like, this no, this can thing. be better because it can be better. Not because I'm feeling because I suck. Like I suck. Cause you yeah. don't. That's a good question. Okay. For me, I think um, memories I have of my whole family down at my cottage. So my cottage is in Greenfield, Nova Scotia, around Bridgewater in the South Shore. Okay. Best part of the province, in my opinion. You could argue the Highlands and Cape Breton. It's fine. Do whatever. To each (laughs) their own. (laughs) But in my personal opinion, Mm -hmm. it is Pond Hook Lake, Boudreaux Family Cottage, and my grandparents bought it in the early 80s, and my dad, who's, it's his parents, he has seven other siblings, so 
Big family. Eight families. I think everyone's around here now. I don't think anyone lives out of the city. But we would have massive family get-togethers because it was everyone was invited. My my family, all my dad's brothers and sisters, and then of course my grandparents. So those memories are just I cherish those memories. It was so much fun. We still had a boat back then. We don't have a fucking boat now. That's <laughs> bullshit. We could explore. We go up. I, like I have memories. I remember like my cousin Greg, who was the oldest cousin. He's probably like late thirties now. Who's moving back to Halifax from Vancouver as we speak? Hey See Greg. You soon, Greg. I remember he, he took the canoe out and he tipped in the middle of the the lake and we had to go out and help him and it was just or maybe he helped himself. I shouldn't say that we had to go out and help him. But he, I, he's a fully capable and he's strong fully, human being. Yeah, he he's a strong man. <laughs> but all of those memories are just great memories. And of course now, I shouldn't say of course, they could still be alive. But no, they're not. My grandparents have since passed away. Mm. And we still go to the cottage. Yeah. But it's just not the same. And I think it's a it's a multitude of things. It's not just that they're not there anymore. It's, you know, I'm older. So it's not like all the cousins going down. You're a kid. You have more responsibilities. But yeah. Those memories are just carefree memories that I look back upon fondly. Mm. What else do you have written on that page? Do you ever feel weak? Yeah. Why do you feel weak? What makes you feel weak? What makes me feel weak? Yeah. Physically, because I don't go to the fucking gym when I should. (laughs) And mentally, because, well, this very moment, actually, I kind of feel like I turned the corner recently. Yeah. But I been going through a breakup Uh. but it's like three months now so it's like okay yeah get over it get your shit together booty (laughs) booty get your boot get your butt together boots um (laughs) but no i think i feel emotionally i I was feeling emotionally weak for the last three months or so yeah and i but i guess picard (laughs) we're having a serious discussion picard read the room (laughs) chewing on a toy and so i feel i i'm more than anything like life i enjoy life because of the other people that are in it like i enjoy other people's company i enjoy learning about other people and then especially in a relationship i was in for you know almost three years i enjoy sharing everything with that person Mm -hmm. so when that person's no longer there i've no one I mean, I can share with other people, of course, but just like to share on that deeper level. And I kind of realized like, it's just me again. Like it's only me now. Like it's, it's kind of scary and and it's kind of sad, but at the same time, as I said, I'm feeling a bit better. It's, you kind of need to build up that strength, that, that personal strength and be like, no, it's like you can, you can count on yourself and you need to be able to count on yourself. Mm. I've been thinking a lot about that. Because mm. it's tough. I've always been, well, I've always been girl crazy for sure. That's the <clears throat> the Catholic boy's curse. Right? Mm. I remember my parents telling me when I was, even when I was a baby, I would just stare at the moms in church. <laughs> like a weirdo. Yeah, that's creepy. That's <laughs> like, creepy. Like you six months old, <laughs> you okay? Are, you're a freak. You're a freak. You're disgusting. You need to go to... You are a disgrace. You need to go to 
Purgatory? Purgatory. No, reconciliation. What's reconciliation? You're Catholic. I'm Protestant. It's different. Repent for your sins. Oh, I I know that language. (laughs) Oh, I know that one. I know that one. Oh, I know that one. But no, I, um, so I've always like wanted to have someone else in my life. I always wanted to be with someone else. Like I've never, up until really like now, it was always about like finding that significant other. Like that was such a main goal of mine, finding someone else. And now I've kind of changed my tune, I suppose. And that might be because I'm, I'm trying to be an entrepreneur and I'm trying to build up that personal strength to be an entrepreneur because it can be a very lonely world mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur. But now I'm just kind of, yeah, like focusing on myself and, and my goals as opposed to finding someone to share goals with. Like that'll, that'll come down the line. But like you know, people always say, it's like you got to be happy with yourself before you can be happy with someone else. And I think the majority of us just say eventually, you know what? Fuck it. Mm. <laughs> I'm too old for figuring out who I am. It's time to settle down and <laughs> have some kids. I'm too, and I'm too old to understand whatever. any of this. Yeah, like I'm too old for this shit. But now, mm. like I said, I'm 30. And, and, you know, with our parents' generation, like my parents had me when they were 30. So it's like, shit, like am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? Like, I don't know. Like what path am I supposed to be following but hmm. I'm, I've accepted this path that I'm on now as the right path and that may change there's you know there's you walk through a path in the forest there's always forks in the road there's always tr- little off the beaten path trails you can take hmm. end up back on that main path again you never know standing O, folks <laughs> no just she's not standing just no. standing just slow clapping. <laughs> the slow clap. I said that really weird. I was starting to say clap, but I couldn't. I don't know what happened. You're like clapping. Yeah, but you know it. You know that the hot, the hot, like you're not fully sweating yet, but like the moisture is just hovering around you, kind of feeling. Every day. <laughs> well, that's where that's where I was at when you walked in the door, because I was frantically running around trying to deal mm. with all the, like plates that the kids left and the that's laundry how my anxiety that's everywhere comes. that's how it, my anxiety manifests itself it, as a the, heat stroke <laughs> like this haze of moisture yeah and i you. used to use dry saw under my me arms too. yeah me too and then my body was like oh you thought that's the only place you could sweat out of <laughs> yes time to sweat out of your forehead and down below the undercarriage right i think that's more common then people and your lower back. wish to admit. And lower back is an awful one. Ugh. And behind my knees. Yes, me too. And I'm currently wearing pants that have like, they... I'm wearing leather pants, guys. I am, but they're pleather and it's just on the front and they, and it locks that moisture in. Sure so does. I can feel the, the, the moistness. That fabric is knit tight. Yeah, on, on the front of my legs what it's not knit <laughs> woven it's not it's uh, manufactured Manuf- tight tight i think that i think that the pleather is going out of style too so i gotta get <laughs> okay, new was pants. pleather ever in style well that's a good question i did not buy these they were hand-me-downs for the record hand-me-downs you're but 33 ruth oh i get hand-me-downs 32 all. sorry yeah Ooh. frig Dude. i just uh 
You just aged me. <laughs> I just misaged you. You just misaged me. Let's go make a cup, a cup of coffee. We're going to talk about this whole producing business. Cup of Joe. Let's do it.